Hello, this is Nate, your host and partner on this journey, and welcome to Outcome Becomes Income. The goal of this channel is to create an all-inclusive community to build long-term wealth via the stock market. In any 20-year period, the stock market has never lost money and it has outpaced inflation. The barrier to entry has never been lower. Many brokerages no longer charge commissions to buy and sell stock. And with the addition of fractional shares, we can invest with as little as $1. There has never been more options available for us to invest in the market and become part owners of publicly traded companies. With some form of income, a brokerage account, time and patience, we can invest in a sound financial future together. Please join me as outcome becomes income. Hello, this is Nate with Outcome Becomes Income. I use Anchor to make my podcast. Anchor is the tool that I found that is easiest to record, upload, distribute my podcast, and get it out to the masses. I like it because I can easily record, and once I've done that, I can easily edit, and then I can use their tools to upload it, not only on Spotify, but on Apple, Google, and other platforms as well. So if you are interested in recording a podcast, I cannot recommend a tool that is easier to use than Anchor to do so. Thanks for listening. Hi, this is Nate with Outcome Becomes Income. And today I want to talk a little bit about market capitalization. What is market capitalization when we're referring to stocks? Well, very simply put, the market capitalization is what the total value of all the outstanding shares of a publicly traded company is. So if we just wanted to do something simple and just say we had company XYZ, and there was two shares outstanding. You owned one of the shares and I owned one of the shares and that was all that was publicly traded. Those two shares would be the total number of outstanding. And then let's say it was trading at $50 per share. So your share is worth 50, my share is worth 50. We multiply it by the two shares that are outstanding and we get a $100 market capitalization. So it's some simple back-of-the-envelope math that we could value a company at. So we could say that this company was worth $100. Now, it doesn't take into account things like uh, any debt that you may have or potential future cash flows. So if somebody wanted to buy the company from us, we wouldn't just sell it for $100. That's what it's worth right now. But knowing that we have a business that produces whatever and it's going to make money and it's going to be profitable, we'd want a discount for the, for the cash flow so we'd be... If somebody's going to buy it, we, we would sell it for a premium. Now, we could discuss what the, the premium would be, but the idea is that it just gives some simple back-of-the-envelope math that we can roughly start valuing what companies are, are valued at. And I like this tool for a few reasons. The first being is because when we buy a stock, we really should be thinking that we're not just buying a stock. We're buying part ownership of a business. And ideally, if we're doing this correctly, we're buying part ownership in businesses that are profitable now and will continue to be profitable and will be more profitable in the future. So if we like one share of the company, we should like multiple shares of the company. And in a perfect world, I mean, if we owned the entire company that was super profitable, that would that would be even a better thing. So it's just a way to think about I'm only buying a little slice of this, but really I'm buying a slice now, but 
ideally, if I could own the whole thing, that would, that would be even better. So thinking about in terms of not just what our single share would be valued at, but what is the entire company valued at? So that's one way to think about. The other thing is too, is that a lot of times as investors, we will anchor to a stock price that we will see a stock that is trading at a lower dollar amount and maybe think that that is a better value than a, a stock that has a higher that has a higher uh, price tag on it and really the stock price itself what it is trading at on that given day or that time is not indicative of what it is truly worth and this becomes even more important when we're considering like companies uh, different industries different businesses may have different multiples and all sorts of other things as far as uh, the business structure as well that could affect uh, the the prices and the multiples that they change at so if we looked at something simple with with companies that that we know and i'm not looking at these prices right now but these are just three that come to the top of my mind here of companies that are all in the same space that we probably all know and have used and these are restaurants so the first one is mcdonald's it's hamburgers and french fries happy meals we all know it and we all love it it's it's worldwide uh over billions and billions served the next would be starbucks which is coffees and pastries. Again, I'm sure we all had lattes and other things from there. And then the next one is Chipotle, which makes uh, burritos. So different types of food within the restaurant, but still we can put these all in the same category of being restaurants in more um, fast food or fast, fast casual. You're not sitting down and really truly waiting for, for your food for too long. So uh, again, off the top of my head going for prices, if you looked at something like Chipotle, it trades for over $1,500 a share. And then McDonald's, again, I haven't looked at it, but I know it's it's over $100. And Starbucks is probably somewhere under just under $100. So if we just looked solely at those prices and thought, which one do I think is going to be the best value based on the price tag? Well, the Starbucks would be the least expensive. But does that necessarily mean that is actually you're getting the best value if you were going to buy a share? No, that's not the, the, the case at all. We could look at things like their potential growth. How many new stores are they going to grow uh, open? And is the, the growth for each of the additional stores they have going to grow year over year? So there's some things that we can look at. But if we just go right back to what I was saying as far as the market capitalization, this might still give us a better indication of which company has the most room to grow. So it's the exact opposite as far as the, the stock prices here. So Chipotle had the highest price per share, but it has the lowest market capitalization. McDonald's is the is the leader. It's the biggest as far as uh, the market capitalization. If you took their outstanding shares and you multiplied it by the current price, it has the bigger market capitalization than the other two. Starbucks is right in the middle there. So when we're thinking about terms of doubling, um, and this is a simple thing that I do as an exercise to think about long-term growth. If, uh, if a stock is trading like Chipotle, that it's at 1500 a double would be it getting to 3000 And if Starbucks was somewhere right around $100 or in the $90 range, we'll say, it would be needing to get to $180 to double. Uh, McDonald's, again, not sure exactly where it is, but we'll just say that it probably has to get somewhere around $300 to be a double. Well, 
if we're saying McDonald's is the largest company, it's actually harder for it to double than for, say, Chipotle to double. And it seems a little counterintuitive here, but if the stock price doubles, the actual market capitalization would have to double. So off the top of my head, I'm thinking that McDonald's is somewhere around $150 billion is the total market capitalization. So for that stock price to say to get to $150 to $300, that market capitalization would also have to double from $150 billion to $300 billion. For Chipotle, the market cap, and I'm going to estimate it somewhere maybe in the $50 billion range, let's call it. So for it to get from $1,500 per share to $3,000 per share, its market capitalization would have to go from $50 billion to $100 billion. Now, if we just think in terms of the law of large numbers, it would actually be much harder for McDonald's to go from $150 billion to $300 billion than, say, for Chipotle to go from $50 billion to $100 billion in the, the law of large numbers. Also, the growth prospects. McDonald's is a much older company than Chipotle. It's growing, but it's not growing nearly as fast. They're not opening it nearly as many new stores. They're doing things like renovating their current stores, upgrading. They make constant changes to their menu items. They're looking for ways to, to cut costs and to automate things, whereas Chipotle is still ramping up. They, most of their stores, a lot of them don't even have drive through so that's something they'd be looking to innovate on, but they're still growing a lot of new stores there. Also, their prices are very fixed, just like with McDonald's to the economy, so they can raise their prices as well, not only to keep up with inflation, but to generate more money, but they're still growing overall. So that's another reason why getting to that double would probably be a quicker route than, say, McDonald's. Now, this is not to say that that either of this happens, that they that they don't uh, that McDonald's doesn't double faster than Chipotle. But if we're thinking about this realistically in terms of that market capitalization number, then Chipotle does have the clearer path straight forward to get to a double before that. And then Starbucks again is somewhere in the middle. So I just use these restaurant companies as an example, but we could do this for any any similar products. I mean, if we looked at e-commerce and something like. Amazon, and then we looked at a smaller player like Etsy that makes arts and crafts. Amazon is over a trillion dollar company. Etsy is much smaller, somewhere in that uh, under $20 billion range. So if we're thinking about it, would it be an easier path for Etsy to say from double from 20 billion to 40 billion than it would be from Amazon from 1 trillion or so to $2 trillion? Probably. But Amazon is still growing incredibly fast as well. So that's not necessarily the case across the board. But it is something that we can use to try to think about this in terms of doubles, a stock price doubling and what might be the easier path. The other thing, too, is uh, I'll reiterate, is just if we're owning one share, we, th we should think about what it would be like to own the entire company. And again, that market capitalization gives us that back of the envelope math. So I hope this helps you. That's all I have for today. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon. If you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. If you're listening on a platform like Spotify, Apple, or Google, please leave a rating and review. This will help spread the word and get our message out there. And if there's anyone that you think that can benefit from this content, please share. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or just like to drop me a line, please feel free to do so. All feedback is welcome, and I love hearing from listeners. You can follow me on Twitter 
at becomes income. Drop me a line at email outcomebecomesincome at gmail.com and see what pictures I'm posting on Instagram and TikTok at outcomebecomesincome. This is Nate, and until next time, thank you for being a part of Outcome Becomes Income.